We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Welcome into the DMDR Fantasy Podcast. I'm seeing Kale's note. We came in. I didn't need to wait for the song this time. And by golly, I did it. I'm joined, as always, by the full crew. Kale Sorbo here. Justin Michael. Fellas, how are we doing? And most importantly, how are your fantasy teams doing? I uh, am at least 4-1 and one or 3-2 and two in all of my leagues. So, doing well. Excellent. So, so relevant, still competitive. I don't know. You're not. You're not. I thought you were going to come out a little bolder than that. You were tweeting about it before. Oh, okay. Week. Okay. I'm actually like I'm kicking ass in fantasy this year. There it is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, That's what we're supposed to do. Here. Got a lot of. I've. I've got. I went heavy in on Devonte Adams, Najee Harris, and Jalen Hurts this year, and all three of those decisions have been really, really good for me. So. A big fan of all of those guys. That segues right into what we want to do this week. We are recording before Monday night, which uh, we've already talked about how some guys are um, just slotted in to blow up 
tonight to kind of nullify this segment, but we want to look back since we're already six weeks in, see some of our best calls coming into the season. Maybe some of our best calls even uh, leading into uh, just last week where, you know, shouts to your boys for telling you to pick up Khalil Herbert, for example. And then uh, we'll have to eat some crow as well because not all our calls were inevitably great. And um, Kale, all since you are the one undoubtedly on staff doing best here in their fantasy teams, why don't you start us off? Why don't you take a nice little winner's lap here? Um, I just was really, um, I want to start with Jalen Hurts. I've talked about him yeah. too much on this podcast already, mm-hmm. but he, the man just doesn't put up less than 20 fantasy points. He just refuses to do it. I really like it's a touchdown machine. I really like the fact that while he might not be a very good NFL player, he's an elite fantasy player. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the scoring systems with how they're sort of slanted towards quarterback quarterbacks mm-hmm. who pick up points with their feet we've talked about that a lot and Jalen Hurts to me is just the antithesis of that where his floor is so high because he picks up those yards and then he picks up all those yards so he has that rushing base and then they're playing from behind a lot so he's throwing for a ton of yards at the end of games and getting a couple garbage time touchdowns I think that's going to continue to happen Jalen Hurts has been great and I a lot of the value on him was pretty good I I think I you know, drafted him in like the second or third to last round in every league I drafted him this year. And it's been one of my best pickups. The value, I think, is the biggest point there. Because, you know, looking at the the stats, interesting enough, you know, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, that's three, four, five in ESPN's quarterback fantasy rankings. So everything Kale said is right. You know, it is kind of starting to slant towards those mobile guys. But it is interesting that, Tom Brady's two and Patrick Mahomes is one. And I know Mahomes is is more mobile than he probably gets credit for, but still passing quarterbacks one and two. But I, I, I'm not trying to argue. I just more, more an observation that I was interested by. Would you take moving forward, like for the rest of the year, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or like a Matthew Stafford? Hmm. Jalen Hurts, especially going down the stretch, I don't know if the Rams are going to be playing guys because they might rest, especially it it looks like the Cardinals might lock up this division pretty quick. Um, And if they're locked into a wild card spot, I know Sean McVay is the type of guy who's not going to play his starters, even if there's three weeks left. That's an interesting conundrum. I I think it's maybe a little premature, to say the Cardinals have it locked up just since there's still 11 weeks. But... That's fair. I'm sorry. Maybe a little bit too hyped on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Dude, that's fun. I'd honestly take Dak ahead of both those guys um, because of scheduling and looking ahead and offensive weapons. Um, Weapons-wise, they that's probably the best skill positions um, in the NFL right there. Cowboys, put them up with yeah, the Yeah, that cards. offense is stacked, especially put once they get... The all these guys healthy and yeah. you know that the the running back situations just kind of been an added mm-hmm. bonus you knew what they had at receiver and then schultz just out of nowhere has been yeah a stud Huge but performer. it makes sense i mean before the year in one of our mock drafts we kind of 
just for fun, mocked Trey McBride to the Cowboys because it was like, who has used a tight end more consistently than the Cowboys? You know, all those years with Jason Witten. They finally have their replacement, though. Yeah, it's playing great. I'd watch out for Josh Allen there as well. Uh, why don't you take a winner's lap here for us, Justin? Yeah, um, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about most recent guys, obviously, Khalil Herbert, I actually signed him like five minutes before game time on on Sunday. I was high on his stock, was surprised nobody had picked him up, and I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to go for it. I dropped Latavius Murray, who actually had a good game as well, so it kind of would have been six one way, half a dozen the other, but Herbert in Chicago, he he's fun, man. He's electric, and I also want to throw out CeeDee Lamb, who we were really bragging about before yeah. last week, and he had an awesome game. You know, Cowboys fans have kind of been frustrated. Like, why is he not putting up, you know, more consistent numbers this year? He finally had that breakout performance, and that kind of goes in line with what Dre is saying, at least moving forward. I think all of these Cowboys guys, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Schultz, if you have any of them, I think most of them are going to be like must must starts in, in any given week, just with the way they spread it around and with the way they put points on the board, just so explosive. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd say probably my best call was where I ranked Saquon, um, borderline top 10 running back in this class. I just put him in a spot where you would never draft him um in the top five which is where he went and obviously no one's trying to celebrate injuries but i thought pre-injury you know that offense just doesn't look well equipped to handle uh fantasy success and him as a runner he's a he's just had a struggle um you know he he can catch the ball and if you get him in space he'll make explosive plays but they're just too um too few and far between to really Sustain. Um, let's get into eating crow because obviously not all our calls have been good. I have quite a few, and I don't know. We'll see where we end up at the end of the year. But I think, I'd say that at this point, Jonathan Taylor, given his last two weeks, I have to eat crow on that. And um, I felt amazing winning a a prop bet on a Jonathan Taylor under rushing yards while he went off for like 200 total uh, last week in prime time. Then this week he just murdered the Texans. And that's where, you know, that's where this lies is. Uh, while, while Jonathan Taylor maybe isn't always the best, he is in the AFC South for a team that is going to be seven and nine nine and seven most years and you are going to get those games against the Texans where they just get to beat up and Jonathan Taylor gets to pat his stats and you know just six games a year of that I mean exactly it's it's something we should have considered more you can be a low-end RB1 that way and I still think Marlon Mack is a sneaky waiver wire pickup because I don't know I, I don't know how sustainable it can be for JT but for now I'm eating crow on that I respect it. I was wrong too. So I, I also have to eat crow on him, but nobody I have to eat crow for more than Noah Fant and on, on the Broncos. Cause I, I thought this was his breakout year. I thought, you know, he's going to jump up into that top four, top five fantasy conversation. Mm-hmm. He did have a decent week this past week. So I guess this or, isn't the best time to do it. Maybe, like maybe he's trending in the points. right direction, but yeah, but the sample I mean, size good- isn't there. 
good fantasy yeah. good fantasy production this week but it all came in garbage time and so it doesn't feel like it's sustainable right the offense isn't looking at him he looks lost out there from a play wise so many places he's disinterested not even I hate his body language block. yeah and so i i i also i had Noah fan as my tight end three coming into the season over darren waller and that is just completely i was mm-hmm. wrong Nope. <laughs> it's just a guy. I'll, I'll take this conversation to tight ends as well. My whole strategy of drafting Waller Kittle in the top 15 and treating them like I treat Kelsey has not worked out. They have not returned that value for whatever reason. And I mean, Waller was going off to start the season. Kittle too. Kittle, the injuries keep creeping up. And Waller, the, it's been much more of a vertical passing game if they've been more... Uh, more likely to take deep shots than to just feed him for like 18 targets a game uh, in in the slot. So it it just hasn't been, the return hasn't been there. It just really feels like Derek Carr's looking to Ruggs and Renfro first, you know, instead of Darren Waller now, which is good for the Raiders offense because having a wide receiver as your number one target is ideally where you want to be, but bad for Darren Waller fantasy owners. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you want to, um, do you want to eat some crow here? Okay. Yeah, I guess I need to, lots of things I need to eat crow on. <laughs> we'll start with Alan Robinson, who I was super high on coming yeah, into this year. Yeah. Um, he's been super, he had a decent week. So again, maybe not the right week to talk about it, but he's been a massive disappointment. I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, he didn't break the top 50 in scoring wide receivers. So that was ridiculously rough. Yeah. Um, for sure. I need to, and I need to eat some crow. On just Derrick Henry, I thought he was going to regress this year and wasn't going to be able to put up the points, and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. wrong. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So far, so far, we'll see tonight. You know, like uh, those were two season than ever, guys. So there's a lot. There's more weeks for us exactly. to either. You know, some of these takes we're down on now. They could come back around, and we look smart. And some of the ones we're bragging about taking victory laps might be a little premature. I, I. Well, I was wrong about Fant. I ended up getting Mark Andrews in like the 11th round, I think, of my draft. And he's been the number two fantasy tight end in the NFL. Lamar's consistent number one target. That one was just poor drafting on on my counterparts. But I guess I can brag about that one. But I did see him ranked lower in a lot of places with the thinking being, most of his production was so reliant on touchdowns and it just isn't going to be replicable. And what we've seen is that logic is correct, but he, as the Ravens off passing attack has expanded, especially with the injuries they've had to the running game, he still remains like the best mismatch in that offense. So as that passing attack has grown, so as Mark Andrews value um, and now his, his impact in fantasy isn't so reliant on him catching a touchdown or not every Sunday. And he really is. I mean, he has been for years, but now I think that narrative is going to have to go away because also the, the narrative of Lamar not passing as much is going to start being diffused as well. He's got some Kelsey to his game, <clears throat> excuse me, where it's just like he could just kind of roam around and wait for Lamar to you know, break free, get outside the tackle box. He just finds some space and Lamar throws it up to him. I mean, there's not a lot of tight ends in in quarterbacks. I think that have that type of rapport, especially, you know, guys that can just kind of scramble around. 
we need to get Kyler Murray a tight end. Once Kyler has a tight end, all the all these teams Zach are going to be fun to watch. They did get him a tight end. Yeah. The Max Williams got injured and was looking real good, and that's Max Williams with two X's at the end of his name. And now we got Zach Ertz coming in. Couldn't play this week because he already played on Thursday. He will be available. Um, that might even be a sneaky pickup. We are going to do a final um, eat crow that is intertwined with our good friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Nothing better. Number one in the land. Two of my biggest misses, and I think we all, as a fantasy community, sharing these misses. Um, so far, Stefan Diggs, not the return on investment at all for a top wide receiver. I thought top five coming into the season. He hasn't been even close. He hasn't been the top wide receiver on his own team. Emmanuel Sanders, who's still available in some leagues, has that distinction. His number tonight set at 84 and a half against this putrid all Titans pass defense. And um, I really don't know if that's cheesy or not, because I think this is one of those games where we need to start deciding is uh is Diggs just a kind of a fantasy bust this year, or is this where he starts to pick it up? I also need to eat crow on Julio on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Julio's number set at 46 and a half. Might be tempted by the over. Might be tempted by the over there in a little turnaround where maybe they're down early and they need to chase, right? Anyways, all of my fantasy homies like you can use that fantasy knowledge to your advantage on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with those kind of props and so much more. Download uh, the app now. Use code DMVR and they will match your first deposit bonus um up to a thousand dollars it uh it's one of those deals doesn't get much better can i get the disclaimer real quick my friend i always forget that i'm not like these guys who remember that off the top of course of course find it because it was not in this brand there we go (laughs) must be 21 or older colorado only bonus comprised of first bonus bonus and a first bet match each up to five thousand five hundred dollars deposit bonus required 25 times playthroughs Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com. See Sportsbook. The details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That was barely coherent English, but that is okay because we are back on track. Now I want to talk about some waiver wire pickups. We gave out some big ones. And I mean big ones last week. And you week. guys nailed it. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Who, mm, 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 but he made it happen. At least gets a touchdown. Alex Collins was an obvious one. Huge. Uh We'll see what happens with this Giants backfield. They were, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that devastating injury to Kadarius Tony. That was the the worst, but probably the best call of all. Definitely Khalil Herbert, who had himself a day um, in dynasties, a must pick up. Very intriguing in redrafts. Thing that scares you with the Bears in that context is a. Uh, that offense, you know, probably going to be revolutionized a little bit with a coaching change here soon, you would assume, but you, you would never think, know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this week, though, it 
it starts to get even more interesting. We've, you know, the injuries keep piling on. Let's go. Let's go, Martin. Yeah. Um, I'm riding with you. I also need Diggs to have a big game. I'm down 10 right now. The other team's got their kicker going. I got Diggs. We'll see. Over Beasley, too. I'm in, a, I'm in a tricky situation, too, tonight. I'm up by 10. I've got Emmanuel Sanders, but he's got Josh Allen. Uh, the ultimate predicament. So yeah. You know, passing, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it PPR? It is PPR. Oh, you could feast okay. if you that's just got some advantage. short passes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're kind of hoping for the, the short passing game on that one. Um. But you know the injuries keep piling up, and uh, you gotta you gotta stay alert here. I, I it was you who was talking about Trey Lance and how that could swing some leagues and uh, the old comparison. Also, we kind of have some guys returning to form and stuff, so lots to get into. Um, I got one. Go if ahead. Yeah, please do. Jalen Waddle is finally hitting that stride in my now it's Huge a small week. sample size but these last couple of weeks he's really flashing he i mean i had him on the bench so i can tell you for a fact he went off this week 10 catches 70 yards two touchdowns he's their best receiving option by a wide margin yeah and he already has chemistry established with tua i think getting tua yeah. back out there was big for his game yep and again like they're just going to play like a lot of mediocre defenses. You know, they still got their games with the jets and the Patriots mm -hmm. defense, I think is maybe a little bit overhyped. It's a very good defense, but I think there's some opportunities to beat them over the top. I question their secondary a little bit. I really think Jalen Waddle down the stretch is going to be their guy. It, you worry about Will Fuller kind of coming into his own and stealing some of those targets, but so far Fuller hasn't done anything and, and I would lean on Waddle. Yeah, he he adds a he adds some dynamic athleticism that that team doesn't have otherwise in its playmaking core, and to see him feast like that with Tua, I think is massive. Uh, rostered in seventy five percent of leagues, so there are leagues out there where you'll find him, and obviously we all know about the depth at wide receiver, and uh, on that depth at wide receiver, Donovan Peoples Jones goes off now a bit of a blowout. So the Browns have to pass the ball a lot more than usual, but this is a former highly touted recruit, a guy who tested absolutely off the charts um, in a loaded wide receiver class. I still ranked him in my top 10. Never quite lived up to it because Michigan's passing offense was never what it was. I was now he say, has that wasn't huge, really on him. Right. Now he has this huge opportunity, not just with the injuries at wide receiver, but now the injuries at running back that are going to open things up even more in the passing game. He's coming off a massive week. You know, it's not all going to be easy breezy as it was in the first five weeks for the Browns. I think Baker's going to have to, you know, get back there and throw it, sling it around 30 times a game. And Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a huge pickup in that end. Richard Higgins time, dude. Time and time again, whenever Cleveland gets injury ridden and, they have all this money invested up in Jarvis Landry and OBJ. And then they end up leaning on, you know, a small guy, whether it's people's Jones this year that nobody was thinking about coming in or Shard Higgins. Like I I, he might score against Denver. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's, he's sneakily one of Baker's favorite red zone guys. 
Well, they're um, gonna they're gonna need huge. They're just gonna need people to get the ball to because Kareem Hunt's gonna be out, OBJ is gonna be out, and Nick Chubb's gonna be out. That offense has to go somewhere. Landry too, yeah. So look at Dearness Johnson, who's kind of penciled in as their third running back. Didn't do much um, against the Cards once Kareem Hunt went down because, like, obviously they were already down big, so they they kind of had to abandon the game plan. But that is Stefanski and Cleveland's bread and butter. They have totally. to run the ball. Yeah. Um. And like, yeah, Denver short week coming up. They're not going to get some street free agent to fill in. They're going to count on their third string running back to fill in that gap. Um. And I mean, I think he's going to have to get a huge workload. And that's a that's a running back I've really got my eye on because prior to this week, no one was really going to roster this guy. So he should be available in just about every league you're in. And I think immediately be a consideration at running back two or your flex spot. Uh, I also I, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Are you are you buying Pat Fryermuth mm. on this Steelers offense? I'm still skeptical of yeah. all things Pittsburgh. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Minus maybe Najee Harris. Najee Harris, I have become a believer. Our PPR god. He has overcome <laughs> all obstacles to become truly a PPR Including god literally right running now. behind five garbage cans. Like, he literally. Is incredible. That's the thing about those Alabama guys. You never know coming from that like very... Uh, is it going to be Eddie Lacy? Randomly is it going to be Mark Ingram? Right. Is it going to, you know, there's like, right. there's a lot of oh, boomer bust when it comes had, to former Bama backs. He's overcoming it all. I yeah. knew he was explosive like this. I mean, we saw him hurdle a guy again last night, but I had no idea he could catch passes like this because they didn't use him that way at Bama. It's true. He did. I mean, I mean we, we highlighted a little bit on the draft well, pod that he, he was a better pass catcher than yeah. showed. It was just yeah. a really small sample size. And we, we did think it was something that would translate. I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but, but I don't think I mean, it's shocking. It's I been his game. He just, like, yeah, he just yeah. didn't really get a chance to show it. Um, God, he's right. fun though. It we sucks. Think that... He'd be like prime Ladanian Tomlinson. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you. Here's a spicy take, and maybe it isn't, but instead of Fryermuth, I would say go with another former Midwest tight end who stayed in the Midwest, aka Tyler Conklin who's really sneaky been killing it and been a top 10 play at the position from what I saw, he's like only rostered in 25% of leagues um, ESPN standard. So Conklin is doing his thing. Now that bye weeks are starting to like, you need to be active on the waiver wire. You need some options at tight end. You might've been an idiot like me and drafted Kittle in the late first. So now you got to figure all that out. Conklin really, really like the, um, he went to a Mac school. I can't remember where, but I, I liked him in the draft process as well. And he's a, he's definitely a tight end. I've, I've picked up in, in several different leagues. Owned in most leagues at this point, but Dawson Knox going back to the bills oh, and, and other targets. He's, he's been, been insane. He's been racking it up. I've been, I've been trying to find a tight end that hasn't necessarily produced. Maybe it's Zach Ertz that is, you know, doesn't have much to show so far and is going to be a a boom guy down the line. I can yeah. also see, you know, I like that you brought up Conklin. I think Conklin, Conklin's been great. Mo'Ally Cox, you'll see on, on a lot. Russell Dwelly, 
Yeah. Is a backup for the Niners. Who's I kind of I kind of like Austin maybe. Hooper. He's available in a lot of leagues. He's he highly paid. That you know they're down a lot of weapons. Maybe they yeah. start getting him the ball more. I don't know. And right, throwing tight end options out there that are on the waivers at this point. Maybe you start using him as more of a wide receiver than anything else. Yeah, um, just because yeah. they need pass catchers right now. Totally. I'm glad he's got to um, catch the ball. So, yeah, I like yeah. that suggestion. Another big piece of news was Antonio Gibson goes down. So if he's available or if you're desperate for a running back and want to try trading for J.D. McKissick, that offense is sneakily pretty good. He's been he's quite been productive. putting up points even before McKinnon went down. Like I, a, I picked him up week two, and he's been a solid option to fill in. In guy. a PPR, he's really nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a Heineke believer, so that's just an, a fruitful offense right now to invest in. And then we mentioned it last week, Ramondre Stevenson, a uh, big boy out of Oklahoma, the rookie back for the New England Patriots. Damon Harris still has an extraordinary game. So we thought after some of the fumbles in week five, that might regress. Stevenson got some touches, gets a touchdown, so remained fantasy viable. But again, because he didn't go off, you might be able to buy low. Remember, this big boy went off for like a like a 80-yard uh, run or catch in the preseason. He, he's got some flashiness to it um, and almost reminiscent of LeGarrette Blunt in some areas of his game if alex collins is still available you gotta pounce um and then DJ I go- dallas is available in a lot of leagues too speaking of seahawks running backs he's got yes. some some return upside um there and then they also for some reason keep giving him the ball in the red zone so there's some touchdown Insane. upside there <laughs> yeah i'm seeing some slight rashad penny buzz over there I will be very. I'll believe it when I see it, dude. Exactly, exactly. It's him, Pumphrey, the a long list of San Diego State running backs that have come out in the last year, and they were <laughs> products of their system. It's true. I mean, and when you have guys like McKissick, Herbert, uh, Dearness Johnson, Ramondre Stevenson, here's one I'll throw better out. Better options should be eligible to be back off the IR starting this week. Jamichael Hasty of the 49ers former Baylor back. I think he was about third on the depth chart. Then, you know, Mostert goes down. Trey Sermon goes down. He was producing pretty well. Then he went down. Seems like he'll be back. Still seems like Elijah Mitchell's out. And look, they got Trey Lance at quarterback. Like they need some sort of running back. They can trust in that backfield. Jamichael hasty is available in your league. Very, very, very sneaky pickup. Um, I, Rashad I know what I know what you're saying with that with that Dre, but the, the Niners backfield's a headache that I'm going to let someone else in my league deal with. Sorry. It is kind of approaching Patriots territory where it's just like, who the hell are they going to throw back there? Right. Like you might just be better off in a desperation Kyle use check play some week. Literally. literally. No, I know. Um, I just said, Jamichael Hasty might've been high enough on that preseason depth chart to actually warrant, but you're right. Like, I mean, and that's the, like we've been doing this show maybe 20 weeks now between last year's regular season and this year's regular season. Um, I've probably talked about seven different Niners running backs. At <laughs> least. And, it's, it's and how many times have we spent the preseason talking absurd. about Raheem Mostert? And that's turned into nothing either. <laughs> or Trey Sermon. There was a week we were hyped about Trey Sermon. Um, 
Okay, well, then some more warranted hype. How about Rashad Bateman? Sammy Watkins is out. Bateman back. First game of action, light. So you should still be able to find him in a lot of leagues. Look, this is a highly touted first rounder, a guy who a lot of us thought could be the Justin Jefferson of this receiver class, kind of that third guy that slept on who explodes. With Watkins being out and this passing attack really taking off, big-time guy to keep an eye on and maybe try to jump the curb before everyone picks him out. I wouldn't suggest picking up T.Y. Hilton, but I, we do need to mention T.Y. Hilton back to playing football. So. Shout out, shout out our guy Zach for literally starting Kyle well, in two of his leagues. I think he's in a 20 team league that I'm in. And in that 20 team league, you kind of have to. That league, by the way, my backfield all of a sudden looking amazing because it's Ramondre Stevenson, Kyle Juszczyk. I'll be picking up Jermichael Hasty if uh, Zach doesn't beat me to it. So there you go. <laughs> It's the problem uh, with the DNVR league. We're giving them I our, know, our tips, I know. and then I'm like, I just gave you advice on how to beat me this week. Well, the the bigger problem is our the busy lifestyles. You know, uh, Saturday I'm I'm meeting Hall of Fame hockey players and stuff, and Sunday we're recording the tailgate all together. I there's some leagues I I I'm really afraid to say I didn't even set my lineup. I was setting the lineup on the tailgate. I'm a very last minute set the lineup guy i, I also I set my lineup as as we were on the tailgate this week so sometimes so I, the pressure brings the best out up. of you though you know what i mean yeah, like you true. need you need your back against the wall you need to feel the intensity of the moment and that's what brings out the the baller in you it's like tom it's, brady he just he just needs somebody to doubt him a little bit it's really true that happened and all my dmvr leagues i was able to attend to a couple of my old dynasty leagues i was not I also had a devastating loss in fantasy hockey this week. This week, so sorry. That'll that'll get you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, do we want to so, talk? Do we want to talk some defenses to pick up this week? Yeah, you, you want to stream some defenses? Absolutely. Let's get into that before we close this out. That is another area I need help in because, as mentioned a couple of times on this show, the uh, Washington Football Team defense not working out as I hoped preseason. Uh, my favorite defense to stream this week is probably the Colts. Um, I think um, that uh, high upside of it seems like Trey Lance is just really, really young right now. Yeah. If he if yeah. he ends up playing, because I know he's got a nagging injury, if he ends up playing, he's kind of turnover prone. That's going to help you with some fantasy points. I don't think they're. I think that's going to be kind of a duke it out, low scoring game mm-hmm. with with ground games right now um, and the Colts defense is available in most leagues. That's probably my number one streaming pickup this week. Where are you guys at on that? I like, I like that. And actually Colts have such a nice schedule. You can kind of stash them and stream them a couple weeks a year, like this past week against the Texans. Speaking of which Cardinals defense going up against the Texans this week. Oh uh, Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, I mean, they've Vance been amazing. Vance Joseph's going to be calling the <laughs> calling yeah. the show. How um, about our guy Vance Joseph uh, making a nice little name for himself, looking like he might get. Uh, he's about to some... get another head coaching job. That's what I mean. He's about to get another head coaching job. It looks like. Yeah, Good we'll luck. see if defensive disciples do that. Still, um, I wonder. But uh, you know, and they've got lots of talent. Honestly, I kind of think that that D is probably taken in your league. Um, if it is. 
Dolphins against the Falcons. Falcons have been struggling mightily. I think Giants against the Panthers might be a sneaky one. Um, and I might Am I even crazy go... for thinking maybe the Jets against the Patriots? I think you could go vice versa in this one. Right. I like some of the talent on that Jets defense. And I kind of feel like this is going to be because they got embarrassed so bad the last time that they played. You know, there might just be some of that extra motivation there. The Patriots I... offense isn't sexy, but I don't know. There's just something about dude. Belichick Bill Bel- just owns the Jets. He Bill Belichick them. against the, the yeah. Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. I'm not touching that. Yeah, I, I I've seen it. It's sneaky. They just put thirty on the Cowboys though. I, Bill that's can that's what worries me. It feels out. like the Patriots offense is kind of figuring it out a little bit. Yeah. Um. I'd be more sneaky and go Giants against the Panthers. I like that too. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. As long as uh, C Max out, and their corners are wild to say maybe Denver. I mean, obviously you you probably can't pick them up because they'd been like a top five fantasy defense prior to last week where they were absolutely embarrassed. But you're going against a shorthanded Cleveland offense on a short week. There could be some turnover potential there. They need this game. Like if Denver's going to do yeah. anything, you know, they need this game. If Case right. Keenum ends up playing, I I absolutely think you should start Denver's defense. That's a turnover waiting to happen. That is Case a, Keenum well, revenge. That game. is a huge change. Yes. That is a big difference for sure. So there you go. Yeah. No better We're, way to wrap than that. Thank you both for getting this done. Thank you to all of you in the chat for jumping in. Shoot us that thumbs up download the podcast write us a review all that good stuff thank you all we will be back next week as usual uh best of luck with your fantasy